Hey, it's Mr. Damon. And guess what? I think that you are the absolute best. It's true. There is only one you. And everywhere you go, do you know that you make it a better place? It's true. That's how important you are. You don't have to try and impress anyone because God loves you for who you are and has made you awesome. And speaking of the best, tonight's story is about the best day in human history. Last night, we talked about how Jesus died on the cross to defeat sin for us. And thankfully, that wasn't the end of the story because there was one more enemy Jesus needed to put the smack down on, and this enemy was death itself. You see, if Jesus would have stayed dead in the tomb, then you and I would still be prisoners to death. Sin and death were God's enemies. So after he chose to die on the cross, there was one of those enemies down and one to go. Do you remember why the religious leaders wanted Jesus dead? You're right. They wanted him dead because they were jealous of his popularity. But God used their nasty murder plot to make his rescue plan come to pass. The religious leaders thought they were getting rid of Jesus. What they didn't realize was they were helping him to defeat sin and death forever. But the religious leaders weren't the only ones who didn't understand Jesus' master plan. Neither did his 12 best friends, the disciples. Even though he told them very specifically and very clear, read my lips, guys, I am going to die to rescue humanity. His friends were like, what, say what, huh? We, we don't get it. And Jesus was like, I need to die to defeat sin and death. And the disciples were like, whoa, whoa, slow down, Jesus. We don't follow. It went right over their heads. His closest friends completely missed his rescue plan too. So when Jesus died, everyone was heartbroken. They thought he was dead and gone forever. They thought Jesus failed. And they missed him so much. None of Jesus' friends and family understood why he had to die. And after burying his bloody, torn-up body in the tomb, all of them cried and wept as they watched the religious leaders close up the tomb with a giant stone and put heavy, strong Roman soldiers at the front of the entrance to keep anyone from stealing Jesus' body. One day went by. The tomb was quiet. Jesus' friends cried as they hid in their homes. The second day went by, and still nothing. Then, on the morning of the third day, History, heaven, and creation changed forever in one moment. Deep inside the pitch-black silent tomb, God the Father 
breathed life back into his son, Jesus's body, and he opened his eyes. He had done it. Jesus beat sin, and now he had beaten death. Shortly afterwards, two of Jesus's closest friends walked to the tomb. They wondered how they would get inside because they knew a big rock was blocking the door and the soldiers were keeping everyone away. Were they in for the surprise of their lives? Because when they arrived at the tomb, their eyes got wide and their mouths dropped open. The rock was rolled away and the soldiers, they were nowhere to be seen. The tomb was open. And then they walked inside and got an even bigger surprise. Jesus was not in the tomb anymore. It was empty, except for an angel. Ah! The women screamed, and the angel probably smiled and laughed. He told them, go tell Jesus' disciples that he is alive. He was dead, but he defeated death and brought back to life. Soon you're going to see him. And you'll understand that this was his master master rescue plan the entire time. Finally, for the first time, they understood what Jesus had been saying to them all along. He had come to the earth to do what only he could do. Take the sin of humanity into his body, die, and come back to life. Saying that these two women were excited would be an understatement. They ran to find Jesus' disciples and to tell them the incredible news. And when the women found them, they told them that Jesus was alive. At first, his disciples didn't believe it. Then, Peter and John, two of his best friends, ran and saw the empty tomb for themselves. It all seemed too good to be true, but it was true. It is true. And they couldn't wait to see Jesus. Later on, Jesus came and talked to all of them face to face. And there he was, standing in the middle of the room with them, alive, in the flesh. They were so happy to see him that they wanted to jump, dance, and sing all at once. Because Jesus, who was dead, is alive. You see, before Jesus created the world, he knew his love for people would require him to die in order to save them. But he created us anyways. And then, when the time was right, he left perfect, beautiful heaven to come to a broken, sinful, pain-filled world and then be nailed to the cross. Why would he do this? Because Jesus' love for you is unstoppable, forever, and perfect. If Jesus died for you, do you think there is anything that you can do or say that will make him stop loving you? No way. So who wouldn't want to have a God like this as their best friend? And do you know, all that we need to do 
is say yes to Jesus and put our trust in his love. And when we do, sin and death no longer have any control over us because Jesus has already beat them for our sake. Let's talk to Jesus right now, shall we? Why don't you say this after me? Say, Jesus, thank you for beating sin and death because you love me. I know because I've said yes to you and I believe in you that I get to spend my whole life here on earth as best friends with you and then when I breathe my last breath I get to spend forever in heaven with you face to face thank you for loving me so much Jesus I love you too Amen. Amen. As you close your eyes tonight, remember this. Jesus gave up everything because that's how important you are. Have a wonderful night's sleep and sweet dreams. I can't wait to talk with you tomorrow. Good night.